in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel chapter from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. May his blessing be solemn. Assalamu of all teacher David the prophet and king. May his blessings be solemn. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell in it for he has founded it upon the seas and prepared it upon the water. Blessed is he comes in the name of the Lord, O Lord, Savior of us all. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, glory be to forever and ever. Amen. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but couldn't because of the crowd, for he was of a short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He has gone to be, to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false acquisition, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit one God Amen last week we celebrated the fast of Ninawa or never and the church was preparing us <coughs> for the Lent which is going to start a week tomorrow and today our reading was from the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 19 the very famous meeting between our Lord Jesus Christ and Zacchaeus and let us today combine both of them to see Jonah versus Zacchaeus and before we start St. Augustine is encouraging us and telling us what was behind the story of Jonah. He, he meant, means Jonah, prefigured the carnal people of Israel, for he also was grieved at the salvation of the Ninevites. So Jonah was resembling the Israelites in general, who hates other nations. That is, at the redemption and deliverance of the Gentiles from among whom Christ came to call not righteous men, but sinners to repentance. If you are coming this morning and you feel that you are a sinner, then the whole message, the whole encouragement, and Christ Himself is telling to you and to me, I am here today for you personally. If we start the story from the beginning, we would like to see the actions of the Holy Trinity in both stories. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never and He will never be changed at all. So what was the Trinity doing in the past, in the Old Testament, in the story of Jonah, and what He is doing in the story of Zacchaeus? In 
Today's reading, chapter 19, verse 2. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a tax collector and he was rich. Tax collector, in their terminology, he was a sinner. And in the same way, Jonah 1.1 And the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amatai. He is a prophet. God, the Holy Trinity, is seeking everyone, the prophets, the good people, and seeking also sinners, tax collectors. So don't exclude yourself this morning. If you are a very holy person, if you are a very unholy person, still the Holy Spirit is calling you. God, the Holy Trinity, is calling every one of us. And then we have two different or two opposite reactions. In Luke, and he sought to see Jesus, to see who he was, and he couldn't because of the best, because he was a little in stature. This man, who was a sinner, he was seeking to know who was Jesus. He was seeking to see him. And totally the opposite was Jonah. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And here is the question for you and me. Are you coming in his presence to seek him? Or are you coming sometimes in his presence to flee from him? The prophet, the great prophet Jonah was fleeing from the Lord. But I believe that we are here, all of us, or I wish all of us here this morning, not to flee from him, but to seek him. And definitely he will receive something different from meeting him. Then, we'll find a great paradox here, or a great conflict here, between the humility of the chaos and the pride of Jonah. Uh, in Luke chapter 19 verse 4 and he ran in front and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him the previous verse he said he was very rich person but he was not looking to his own dignity I'm seeking him I want to see him by any means he humbled himself and he looked silly in front of people why because he was seeking to see Jesus he wanted something different all his richness was not enough for him all the glory he has in, on earth was not enough for him. So he was humbling himself to seek the Lord. Totally the opposite, Jonah. Jonah, after God redeemed the people and accepted their repentance, here is his response. And he prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, was this not my saying when I was still in my land? On account of this I fled before to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God, a merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and one who repents of our calamity. So, this is a two different things, two different minds. A humble mind was able to degrade himself, to put himself down to earth before the Lord to seek to receive something. And the other one who just was angry because God, he knew that he is gracious God, merciful, slow in anger. What sort of mind I'm coming before the Lord to receive something in the end? Am I coming with the humble heart of the chaos to receive something special with a special calling? Or coming with the heart of Jonah who is angry because his God is merciful? He doesn't look to anyone except to myself. Be merciful to me and be angry with everyone else. Destroy them all but me not. And this again, it says, why you are not, or I am not till today receiving something from the Lord. I am not obtaining this humble heart yet. 
And then the Trinity is always the initiator. When we studied before the synergia or the synergy in the church teaching, God is always initiating His work. The Holy Spirit is inviting you and me every day. So in verse 17 in Jonah, chapter 1, And the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Why? Because He wants to save him. To save him from his pride first, to save him from his attitudes, which is against God's will totally, to save him from fleeing. It looks like a disaster for him to be swallowed by a, a whale, but it ends up, it was an initiation from God to save him. So whatever tribulation you are passing through it this morning, see that the Lord wants to save you through it. But if you are going to humble yourself and to be obedient to his word. On the other side, in Luke 19.5, And when Jesus came to, this, to the place, he looked up and saw him, and he said to him, The chaos, hurry, and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ is initiating. He saw him, he knew what is in his heart, and he is seeing you this morning, and he knew what is in your heart. He knew how empty is your heart is, because you are waiting to the eternal God to dwell in your eternal hunger in your heart. So again, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, God is the initiator. God the Father initiating this in the heart of uh, to save Jonah, and he is the one who initiated it in the heart of the chaos as well, to have the will even to climb this sycamore tree. And by all means, the one who is working is the Holy Spirit, working in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Definitely in the New Testament, He is indwelling in us, while in the Old Testament, was just initiating from outside. And then it's anger versus joy. In 19.6 in, in Luke And hurrying he came down and received him joyfully This one he has this humble heart Received the calling, the initiation joyfully And how many times you have this initiation God called you to repentance Called you to change all the directions of your life And you were not able to take it joyfully as a chaos But you did as Jonah But it was a great calamity to Jonah's eye And it kindled anger in him It's the same situation People are saved, people are receiving Christ People are changing and repenting their attitudes to receive Christ Someone is very angry for the repentance of 120,000 And the other person was joyfully receiving the Lord Again, it is your respond to his initiation. Without your proper respond, you will never enjoy what he initiated in you this morning and before and to the last minute of your life. Then, what is in the heart of God towards you? You are the most sinful sinner. What is the, what God have in his heart towards you? It doesn't matter how many sins you have done, how many years you have lived in this sinful life. He is calling and he is showing the Trinitarian heart towards everyone. In Luke 19.7 And seeing the old murmur saying he has gone in to stay with a sinful man. People will condemn you if you are a sinner coming back to the Lord. Will condemn those who are calling you because you are known a non-sinner. He was a tax collector. But they didn't know that Christ came to save sinners. They know that the Holy Trinity is calling everyone, everywhere. As St. Paul said in Acts chapter 17 and verse 30. 
all men everywhere to repent and he is going to ignore the times of ignorance in the opposite side Jonah and 4.11 the Lord was telling him and should I not spare Nineveh that great city in which are more than 120,000 men who do not know between their right and their left hand besides much cattle God was caring even for their animals so he is the same heart or sinners he loved the 120,000 people of Nineveh he loved the one person the chaos but again, some of us condemning sinners, you don't want sinners anymore, as if we are not. Christ said in Luke chapter 5 that he came to save sinners. Whenever we confess that we are sinners, we can enjoy his salvation and we can enjoy his presence in our life. And again, forgiveness to all repented. If you are ready to repent, if you are ready to confess your sins, to God and to the church. If you are ready to be united with the body and the blood of Christ in the Eucharist, then forgiveness is offered to all. As he mentioned in Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 22, I have blotted out your sins. Come because I have redeemed you. In Luke 19:9, and Jesus said to him, This day salvation has come to this house. It was initiated by God proper response from one person and salvation came to this house and in 3.10 and God saw their works and they turned from their evil way and God was compassionate over the evil that he had said to do to them and he did not do it he is the same God yesterday today and forever he is forgiver of sins for those who are going to repent even if you don't have the power to repent, tell him, I don't have the power to repent, but I am relying on your own power to enable me to repent and to have this change of attitude once more. And lastly, he is the Savior. In Luke 10, 19.10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. If you don't feel that you are in need for a Savior, you will never be enjoying his salvation. And he said the same in Jonah 1-2 Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their evil has come up before me. God is calling sinners from the past, present, until the last minute. He is seeking our salvation. He came to restore and to redeem everyone of us. Finally, this is a prayer again of St. Augustine. Let us all make it our prayer in this liturgy. Let me know you, O you who knows me. Let me know you as I am known. O you strength of my soul, enter into it, into my soul, and prepare it for yourself, that you may have and hold it without spot or wrinkle. We are coming with our spots and wrinkles, but he is able to change us and restore us to be without spot or wrinkle. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.